0: The right side with Doug Billings. Ladies and gentlemen, this broadcast is made possible by the Spreely Network. It is the network, Spreely, for free thought and free people. I want you to go to your app store and download their Freedom Hub. Do it today, ladies and gentlemen. It's much too important. We depend on you. Freedom is waiting the Freedom Hub from Spreely. Believe it, for the Republic. Cheers. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Uh, A few days ago, I had the chance to sit down with Michael Hitchborn of the LaPlante Institute. Now, the LaPlante Institute is a Catholic organization that looks at groups within the Catholic Church and vets them for their consistency with Christian ideals and identity, with Catholic traditions and identity, and so forth. You know me, I'm a Catholic. I believe in the church. I think that it comes to us from Jesus Christ and that the apostles instituted it. And for 2,000 years, it's been the church that Jesus intended for for his people. The, the fact that he started it gave the keys to the kingdom of heaven to Peter, what you hold on earth will be lo- will be held in, in heaven, what you set loose on earth will be set loose in heaven. I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. All of those things, Jesus told Peter, the church will prevail. Nothing will take away the priesthood from the church. Now it's left in the hands of human beings who are not perfect. And as a result of that, the church makes mistakes. Now, the church with a capital C is in God's hands, and it's safely secured there. But on Earth, within within its hierarchy, sometimes the human beings left in charge make mistakes, and sometimes they're susceptible to being infiltrated. The church, I think, has been infiltrated by the woke agenda in many ways. I think that Pope Francis um, had a lot of great high hopes for him initially. I think he's probably uh, in alignment with a lot of the communist and socialist platforms and politics and policies out there that, quite frankly, don't align with Christianity. And so Michael Hitchborn with the Lepanto Institute looks at Catholic organizations and investigates them to hold them accountable to being true to Catholic Christian tradition. So my interview with him is coming right up. Enjoy.
1: Hey, everybody. My name is General Mike Flynn. I'm here to do a big shout out for my great friend and, and one of the best in the business, Mr. Doug Billings, right side with Doug Billings, right side with Doug Billings. Doug is the future of the airwaves when it comes to independent broadcasters and podcasters. He is the new Rush Limbaugh. He's exactly what America needs right now, looking for honesty, looking for wisdom, looking for truth, looking for patriotism. Listen to Doug Billings at Right Side with Doug Billings. God bless you, and God bless America, and thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are winning. We're winning, winning, winning. Welcome to the Right Side with Doug Billings. Are you ready? We are not liberal snowflakes who melt away in the face of tragedy, adversity, and challenge. We are a covenant nation under God, and his divine providence is not dead and it's not gone. It is living within each and every one of you. And you will bring it to life in such a way that the world has never seen before. We never back down. We never give up. We march forward. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings, coming to you from smack dab in the middle of the fruited plain of the United States. Today on the program, you know, we, we see ourselves so often in the United States and around the world as in a nightmare, a nightmare that has been thrust upon us by what I call the radical left commu-socialist party. There are no more Democrats in the elected offices of especially Washington, D.C. You've heard me say that to you before. They've blended communism and socialism together. And as it turns out, it doesn't just affect Washington, D.C. It affects the churches uh, of the world, the churches in America, the church. uh, You know, you know me, guys. I've talked to you before about being Catholic. You know, the Catholic church in which I belong and what I believe in very much, it's also been infiltrated. And I have now someone with me who Understands this and can explain it, uh, and and has actually spent a good portion of his career here lately investigating it. Michael Hitchborn, Michael, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks so much for having me on, Doug. Michael,
0: you're with the Laplanto Institute. First
1: of all, why don't we
0: start there? Uh, just give us the Reader's Digest version of of your bio, your biography, and and the organization, the institute for which you work.
1: Sure. Uh, I am a husband and father of eight children. Uh, I live in Virginia. And that's the most important thing anyway. Amen. Uh, everything else I, I spent, um, I have a degree in political science and economics from Christendom College. I have a master's in education. I spent eight years working for American Life League, uh, where I started conducting investigations into organizations that were promoting abortion, contraception, and that kind of thing. And as I was conducting these investigations, what started to come up is that there were charitable organizations and Christian and even Catholic organizations that we were discovering that were also involved in the promotion of abortion and contraception. And so I started digging a little bit and found uh, an organization called the Catholic Campaign for Human Development was regularly contributing funds to organizations promoting abortion, contraception, homosexuality, Marxism. And then I looked into Catholic Relief Services and I found similar problems. Then I looked into Catholic charities, and then I looked into uh, the Vatican's own agency that is the umbrella group for all the international aid and development agencies of all the Catholic dioceses around the world called Caritas Internationalis. And I found that they were on the executive steering committee of of an international communist organization called the World Social Forum. So the scope of my research had gotten so broad and so outside the the very narrow mission of American Life League, which really was to focus on pro-life movement in America, that uh, we had a conversation and it was decided that really we need to take my investigations to a new level. And I can't do that at American Life League because their mission is much more narrow. So I founded the Lepanto Institute based on the investigations I'd been conducting with American Life League, and I've been doing that for the past eight years now.
0: And so for as as two Catholic guys talking to each other, I I, just before we came on the air, we were introducing ourselves to one another. I told you that back in the day I was in the seminary, I studied to be a priest. I still go to mass every morning here in my local parish. Uh, I believe in the church. I, I believe that Jesus gifted us this church. He started it. It was instituted by the apostles, gave the keys to Peter right there. It says it clear as day. I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and what you hold bound on earth shall be held bound in heaven, and what you set loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, et cetera, et cetera. We have the institution of the mass on Holy Thursday. This is my body. This is my blood, the new covenant. I believe in the church. I believe that there's been a set of keys given to us, and I also believe that since the church is run, led, and managed by human beings, it will never be a perfect institution uh, It's in, because humans are not perfect, right? We, 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 we are not a perfect institution. Uh, people. were just not. And so the church, therefore, on earth in its all of its greatness can't really be perfected because of human beings leading it. We have a duty, though, to call out the leaders within the church who are not uh, credible, who are not authentic in, in their roles as Catholic leaders. I, for one, don't believe it's possible. And Father James Altman was the first one to say this. I give him all the credit. You can't be a Catholic and be a Democrat. The two, the policies, the platforms and the procedures of the Democratic Party are in direct opposition for almost everything that the Catholic Church stands for. Indeed, all of Christianity stands for. So when I say things like that to a guy like you, Michael, what what comes to mind?
1: Well, I actually wrote an article back in twenty twenty one, the title and it was published in Crisis Magazine. The title is should the should Catholic bishops formally condemn the Democrat Party? And what I did is I went through piece by piece to show how the Catholic Church formally condemned communism, the the Catholic Church formally condemned Nazism. In in fact, with the enforcement of canon law made it to the point that uh, anybody who joined the Communist Party was automatically excommunicated. Anybody who participated in the Nazi party automatically excommunicated. Um, I showed that uh, the Catholic Church had forbidden membership in Freemasonry. And I gave all of the reasons why all of these condemnations were in place. And I, I then went to the Democrat Party platform. And what I showed was step by step how each of these things within the Democrat Party platform itself were contrary to the church's teachings on many levels. And that these teachings, the, the violation of these teachings would be on the level of an excommunicable, excommunicable offense to the degree of heresy, because it's a denial of the church's teachings and precepts. So the um everything that you said about you can't be a Catholic and a Democrat, 100 percent, 100 percent. So uh, that's that's uh, very much in line with what we do at the Lepanto Institute.
0: So with regards to, because so much comes to mind, I mean, I'm sure like you, I have a certain circle of friends who are Catholic. Some of these guys I went to seminary with, some of them are priests currently. Some of them are not. Some of them are laymen in, in married people and families and so forth. One of them in particular comes to mind, my best friend, in fact, and he feels certain that Francis has been called by God to be Pope at this time, That he, he and he likes Francis. He likes he views Francis as a as a person who's welcoming all all types of people in, and I I think that's a slippery slope because in my mind I think of wait a minute the L B G T Q kook community for example comes to mind transgenderism humanism why does Pope Francis Jorge Bergoglio and and as our friend a mutual friend James Altman would would call him Father Altman calls him why would he be going to Davos to look into climate change why does he go to the new the World Economic Forum meetings. And he is, I believe, uh, a communist. Would you agree? I do. But, and I'm talking about Pope Francis. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. And and I'll give you some evidence, solid evidence. We did a video report uh, about two years ago that was on Pope Francis's uh, fourth world meeting of popular movements, where he invited a bunch of different organizations uh popular movement organizations into the vatican they all held a meeting and he gave an address to them the vatican produced a video about this meeting where they highlighted a bunch of these different organizations one of which was called mst mst is the brazilian socialist party and uh they they um they profiled a woman who was a member of MST in the Vatican video. Her name is Ceres Haddich, And she, you know, she was talking about what MST does and how, you know, what they really, it, it was a very soft pitch kind of interview. Well, I went to Ceres Haddich's social media page to see what she was about. And the very first thing that I found was that she participated in something. She pro- was part of a video that was produced by MST for Red Book Day. Red Book Day is a celebration of the day that the Communist Manifesto was written. And there she was with her husband and her two young sons reading aloud portions of the Communist Manifesto like it was the Bible. And as she was reading it aloud, the Communist Internationale was playing in the background. Uh, MST had regular photographs of Karl Marx with MST hats on. Um, but that's not the only one. We found about six different organizations that participated in the world meeting of popular movements that were active communists. This is not uh hyperbole here. We're talking people that themselves loud Karl Marx, that they um, they talked about the, the need and the importance of communism and how they are working towards a communist state. They, these are their own words. Um, Pope Francis uh, in his address called these organizations a veritable, invisible army, and he exhorted them to do what they are doing, which is to cause revolution throughout the world. So when, when I say that I, I strongly suspect Pope Francis of being an actual communist, this is exhibit A. I mean, you don't get much more clear than hosting active communists, known communists, who are 100% condemned by the church ipso facto as apostates 1948 condemnation still stands that those who join the communist party are are excommunicated as apostates so for him to invite them into the vatican to hold this meeting and to exhort them to actually continue doing what they're doing i i don't know how you can escape the charge of communism at this point
0: excellent and i agree so okay um let's take this, let's take this a step further. You've done this research, you've looked into it. Let's say that you and I are talking to a group of our friends uh, who like what the church is doing with regards to, well, Pope Francis, let's just start there. Catholic Charities does great work, they say, they do all of these things. And, And I'm not saying that Catholic Charities doesn't, but I'm saying that we have to be aware of everything that gets filtered down. How do you begin a conversation of convincing fellow Catholics and other Christians in general? Uh, that we need to address people like Pope Francis. How do you make a change within an organization such as the Catholic Church, which is so steeped, you know, our deposit of faith? We go back Mm -hmm. to the time of Christ itself. That's where our very roots begin right there. So we're steeped in this tradition. We're steeped in the hierarchy of the church. How do do lay people like us begin to affect a change amongst our friends first and then the church itself?
1: Well, first of all, we have to start with it, with, the cessation of the excuses for for sinning um it goes back to the very basic tenet of all moral theology within the church which is that you can never do an evil no matter how small the evil for any good no matter how great the good it is never ever morally is it licit to to perform any kind of evil for a greater good so when we look at things like what's going on with catholic charities we'll just we'll just take a, a quick example catholic sure. charities what are they doing they 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 do all this immigration stuff and on the surface okay it's great we want to help immigrants we want immigrants to you know have a place to settle and have a place to work and that's okay you might be a well-minded individual to think that that would be something that would be good and in general there's nothing wrong with that The problem comes with the very first premise that somebody who comes across the border illegally without any vetting can be resettled in the United States and and have that be a morally licit act. No, you first must obey. Aquinas makes this very clear with regard to immigration, that it starts with the law. You have to follow proper law, proper procedure. And there are people who come into this country legally, licitly, And they do well. They thrive in this country and I love them for it. But when you come across the border illegally and you want to circumvent the system, there's a reason for that. There's a reason these people do not want to go through the legal process. The majority of the guys that are coming across the border are military aged men who uh, have an ideological attachment either to sex trafficking, drug trafficking or militancy. These are people who actually believe in revolution and they want to participate and help spark revolution in this country. A lot of them are criminals, but they're not being vetted. There are, there are so many people coming across the border. I've been in contact with people who who know border agents down on the border, and, and they're being told that uh, Catholic Charities is helping people across the border that are known child sex traffickers. That are coming across the border with children that they know are not theirs, but they're not asking any questions. They're simply resettling. And why? Because they're getting funding for it. They're getting paid to do this. This isn't charity. By the way, uh, charity starts with um, doing something for the good of another without any recourse to yourself. That's the definition of charity. If you're doing something good for somebody and you're getting paid for it, that's called a job. So Catholic Charities isn't really a charity. It's a job.
0: Now, are they, in your assessment, in your research, are they Catholic charities, in this case, with regards to, uh, let's say, immigration of children, sex, child trafficking, and so forth, are you saying that the people within Catholic charities know that these children are going to be sex trafficked, or are they just oblivious to the to the, to the the news that we know that these people are coming across the border? Do they look at it, are they blinded by their faith, to use an old term, are they, are they blinded and they don't see the, the sex trafficking of children, they just see somebody who they believe, for whatever reason, needs to be fed, clothed and housed.
1: Well, the truth of the matter is I I can't get into somebody's heart and mind, so I don't know what they know or don't know. And I, I can't tell you uh, the foundation for their the decisions that they make. But I can say that there has been enough out there in the media for them not to be able to excuse themselves. Right. They 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 should know better. If they don't know better, it's either a willful ignorance or it's um, I, I don't know how they can be ig- ignorant and innocent at the same time. It, it's point. hard
0: for us because we're awake to this whole situation. It's hard right. for us to imagine people that aren't. But this group of friends that I'm talking about, my one of my best friends, I think he's on the cusp of awakening to some of this. But, mm-hmm. you know, they just don't get it, whether it's covid, the lockdowns, the danger of the jab, whether it's illegal immigration, whether it's. Communism in the church, some, mm-hmm. they just don't, the, most, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm telling you, and the, my audience has heard me say this before, you know, we have the holidays come up, Christmas coming up, we just had Thanksgiving, you talk to the people in your family, and the people that you know best about the stuff that we know, and a lot of them just glaze over, they don't know, they don't know the level and the depth of the things that we've seen.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I'll give you another case in point. I mean, we talked about Catholic charities. The Catholic Campaign for Human Development was established in 1969 in the Archdiocese of Chicago. It was started as a national collection by the USCCB in, uh, I think, 1972. The collection was established to finance Saul Alinsky's community organizing groups. That's why it was founded. We've been investigating. I've personally been investigating CCHD for 15 years. Uh, I have, uh, for the last eight years, produced a series of reports for the Lepanto Institute about CCHD-funded organizations. The most recent one that we did is an organization called Planting Justice. Now, the Catholic Campaign for Human Development, the bishops that support it, They all regularly tell people, pay no attention to Lepanto Institute. We've looked into their reports. Everything that they're saying is, quote unquote, unfounded. That's the phrase they use. And they also then reiterate, we have an application process. We have a vetting process. It's a thorough process. We're always looking through everything about this organization to make sure that they're not against the church. Planting Justice in 2013 held a staff meeting they wrote about this on their own website it was readily available we found it right away on transgender day of remembrance they erected an altar with a pagan idol on it had two pentagrams in this idol or in this altar and then they recited prayers to demons including baphomet which is best known as the deity associated with satanism Uh, And they prayed to these deities for these transgender uh, people who had died for the year 2013. Uh, You know, I don't know what kind of vetting was done for this organization, but any organization that engages in active demon worship should be 100 percent permanently banned from Catholic funding. I don't care how much time has passed. Uh, Agreed. But it wasn't just then. They were doing that in 2013 at the same time they were promoting transgenderism. They've been promoting transgenderism throughout and are still promoting transgenderism on in their website on social media. So for the CCHD to say we have a thorough vetting process and we we monitor these grants very closely they're indicting themselves they're saying they are guilty by turning a blind eye or actually willfully accepting that yes they do this and we like it
0: this is all i mean for me and i i'm sure that for the audience it's fascinating on multiple levels and we we've got to take a stand against this i wish we had more time and michael maybe you can come back and we can continue our conversation i know that we i promised you a couple of segments here and to keep my word so i can keep you true to your own schedule uh, I'd, I'd like to have you back. But in the meantime, where can people find you?
1: If they go to our website, lepantoin.org, uh, they can find our charity reports list. We have over 130 different organizations that we have profiled, marked them either safe or not safe for Catholic funding. Uh, sign up for our newsletter and uh, just keep a regular watch of our website and see what kind of revelations and reports we put out next.
0: Wonderful. We'll do that. And we'll have that up on the screen during the course of the interview so folks can jot that down. Michael, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I appreciate the work that you're doing for for the church, for the public. And uh, I, as I've said before, we're here to build up the kingdom of heaven on earth in any way we can. And we're all in this together to that effect. So I appreciate you very much. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks so much. God bless you and your audience.
0: The Right Side with Doug Billings. Ladies and gentlemen, what if I told you that you could change the trajectory of your aging process, look and feel better, live younger, be more active, less pain when you move around, sleep better, diminish the lines and the wrinkles on your face, really? This is what I'm telling you, it's possible. You see, low stem cell activity happens when we get older and it could be causing many of the health problems that some people have in the world today because as we get older, we have less stem cell activity which means we age faster and we heal slower. The secret is a clinically proven and patented phototherapy non-transdermal patch whose technology is the result of over 90 clinical studies and over 20 years of research. Your healthier life can begin today and you can discover true age reversal. Age reversal, ladies and gentlemen. Please go to liveyoungerwithdoug.us liveyoungerwithdoug.us. Ladies and gentlemen, get over there today, or if you'd like, text my name, Doug, to 41372. Doug, text it, 41372, and get over to liveyoungerwithdoug.us. Get younger, feel younger. I'm doing it. I'm wearing this patch. I feel great, and so will you. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. For the Republic, cheers. The Right Side with Doug Billings.